Welcome to Tech Mobility Topics. At 3,600 acres, the Blue Oval City campus that the Ford Motor Company is building in Tennessee dwarfs even the sprawling River Rouge complex in Michigan. And let me stop right there. I remember seeing River Rouge for the first time in 1979 as a kid. I came up over a hill and it was massive. I never seen anything that big. I never seen a built set of buildings that big. It was huge. It was massive. Picture against that, the Blue Oval City, the complex Ford Motor Company is building now, is three times the size of the Rouge plant. And the Rouge plant had it was self-sufficient. It had its own steel works. It had its own glass works. It had everything when they built it around 1919, 1920. And it was huge 50, 60 years later when I saw it. And now they're building this thing. And Ford Motor Company says, despite its size, the automaker says that the company's first new assembly plant in over 50 years will be, and I quote, a marvel of simplification. This, ladies and gentlemen, is topic C. Ford is building an EV plant and supporting supplier uh, plants in western Tennessee. Variety of reasons for that. 3,600 acres. One of the buildings, one of the buildings that they're building on that complex will cover 4 million square feet. And in that plant, they plan to build what they call a next generation electric pickup. And they said that that plant is the largest Ford ever built. And they contend, Ford Motor Company contends that theoretically could have even been larger. Now, they're spending $5.6 billion there. And they expect it to come online in 2025 with an annual capacity of 500,000 electric vehicles. Now, remember I said, and I've said this before, yeah, Elon Musk may own uh, electric vehicles right now. And bear in mind around the world that the Model 3 is their volume make, and they're coming in at about that. Once the traditional automakers come online in the EV space, leveraging over a hundred years of what they know of building stuff, staging stuff, scaling stuff up, and making stuff work at scale, Mr. Musk is gonna have a run for his money. Now bear in mind, this is just one vehicle, and it's one plant. GM's doing the same thing. They're building battery electric plants, and they're building support plants for batteries. Same thing here. Ford said that this plant, come back to it, would have a 30% smaller footprint than other plants with similar capacity. Let me stop you right here. Right now, the average automobile assembly plant in America has a run rate straight time with no overtime of about 250,000 units a year. This puppy is double for openers. So let's talk about that. And the fact that they see a demand for just this vehicle, whatever it's going to be, of 500,000, even if they're building that for worldwide distribution, that's still a lot of vehicles. Because right now, even their bestseller, their F-Series, and they're running that out of two or three plants, comes in at slightly more than that. Ford is achieving this marvel of simplicity because for the first time in recent memory, they're building a plant and the product going into the plant at the same time. 
So they're building inefficiencies for this development project that don't exist at other sites. This plant's being purpose-built to build this truck. This T3 is what they call it. Ford's vice president of EV industrialization, that's a fancy title, she said, when you walk in, it will not feel like a plant that you've been in before. Our target was to actually build this truck more efficiently than the best truck we build, and we build trucks pretty well. Let me remind you something about the auto industry. The auto industry obsesses over cost. They obsess over tenths of a cent. They obsess over quarter, a small tenth of an inch. I mean, in terms of quality, in terms of pricing, in terms of cost, in terms of delivery times, logistics, the auto industry is a study in logistics optimized, and they've been doing it for over a hundred years. When you get the full muscle and all the knowledge that the Ford Motor Company has compiled in over a hundred years of building cars, trucks, you name it. And they're putting all this knowledge and meeting it with a new way of doing things in a completely new platform. Don't count the domestics out. Don't count the traditional companies out yet. Because when they get up to speed, it's going to be a whole new game. We're going to see if these other come late to the party folk like uh, Rivian, like Lucid, like uh, uh, Fisker, like Faraday Future, who is alive, dead, alive. And right now they're alive again. And others, like Workhorse, see if they survive. What's going to happen, I think, is some of these folks will discover niches and they will thrive in their niche. Right now, probably the, big, the person who has the biggest concern, uh, it would be Elon Musk. But even he's diversifying. If he's able to get some of the other things up and running, like uh, get his semi scaled up to volume, get the Cybertruck built There'll be an audience for that. So he won't be nearly as dependent on the EV cars, the Model S, the Model 3, um, the Model X, the Model Y crossover SUVs, which, by the way, the Model Y is the most popular thing that they build. And it's based on a Model 3. But again, the domestics may be late to the party. And Stellantis will be later still. But don't count them out because they've been studying. Or it's taking their little baby steps with the Mark E and with the Ford F-150 Lightning, which, by the way, Ford has expanded capacity in that plant twice since they launched it because the demand is there. And the funny thing is the demand, while big, is still only 10 percent of the total F-Series truck build. <laughs> Imagine that. And growing. And then you don't even know, you know, we haven't seen GM come in with the Silverado EV and its companion GMC Sierra EV at the sweet spot at the light duty end of the business. They've eased in with the Hummer. GM's going to turn the world on its ear when it comes out with the Equinox EV crossover. Why? Because that is their bread and butter. They sell 25 to 30,000 Equinoxes a month. That's over 360,000 a year, every single year. And if GM can come in at the price point they're talking about for that, uh, it's going to be a whole new ball game. And that's not to say that's not leaving out Honda, Toyota, Mazda, Subaru. These folks ain't laying down either. And they're coming to the party hardcore. So, yeah, they're, the Project T3 is what they're calling these. And 
It will have fewer workstations. And I'm talking about this plant, the Blue Oval Complex. And it will have significantly fewer configurations in today's models. Eliminate variety, increase profit, increase throughput, increase uh, getting them built out the door right every time. And oh, by the way, increase automation. That's where this is going because electric vehicles lend themselves to automation. And this brings us to the end of our program. Be sure to join me again next time. This has been the Tech Mobility Show. The Tech Mobility Show is a copywritten production of Tech Mobility Productions Incorporated. Any rebroadcast, retransmission, or any other use is prohibited without the written consent of Tech Mobility Productions Incorporated. Welcome to AONMeetings.com, your next video conferencing and webinar platform. Host your next virtual meeting or your paid webinar with registration and secure file sharing, break rooms, classrooms, and much more. With over five levels of security to know that your data is safe and secure and 100% browser-based, keep in touch with family and friends using the newest meeting platform. Go to AONMeetings.com to start your free seven-day trial. That's AONMeetings.com to start your seven-day free trial. Did you know that you could still listen to past shows of Roadworthy Drive? Kent Chester here. With the change to the Tech Mobility Show, we've taken steps to maintain our vast library of past shows for your listening pleasure. Whether you want to listen to 1, 10, or 50 of our 1,000 shows, we got you covered. Be sure to visit roadworthydrive.buzzsprout.com or roadworthydrivemoment.buzzsprout.com and subscribe. There's no recurring commitment and you can opt out at any time. We set the price super low so that access to the shows is easy and carefree. Thank you so much for your support. Real facts, real opinions, real talk. Roadworthy Drive is now the Tech Mobility Show. I'm Ken Chester, your host. Every week, I delve into the current trends and topics that impact you when it comes to mobility and technology. Things are changing fast, and I cover these topics in a way that's easy to understand. By tuning into the Tech Mobility Show, you can keep informed about the latest happenings with self-driving vehicles, auto finance, electric airplanes, and more. That's the Tech Mobility Show, heard each week on this very fine radio station. These days, everybody wants to be social, and we're no exception. Hi, I'm Ken Chester, host of the Tech Mobility Show. We get to share additional content that you won't find on the show. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and even TikTok. Yeah, we're there. You can find us at Tech Mobility Pod on Twitter and at the Tech Mobility Show everywhere else. Check us out. Be sure to follow us.